Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope. With your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. Hello, my friends. Thank you for tuning in to the Pure Hope Show. We are doing our program today with a teacher from Salzburg, Austria. So this program, of course, is pre-recorded program. Today we will be talking about the IM University and, of course, um, Dr. Joshua David Stone and also about Ascension. The IM University is a global online educational platform with the goal in mind to create awareness for humanity's evolutionary goal, to grow into a soul consciousness species and the need to complement our current outer education with an inner education that is capable of bringing about this great transformation that we are all in. The university educates and inspires beautiful individuals such as me and all of you who are listening all around the world to become right with self, find inner peace, grow soul consciousness, step into their divine nature, and reach their evolutionary goal. Through the products, programs, and services of the IM University, they provide the tools and instruments that help awaken the human family to take the next steps in their evolution, as well as to help unfold their divine potential and shine their light into the world. Dr. Joshua David Stone uh, was born in December 1953, and I'm so glad to be doing all of this. Uh, so I really want to dedicate this to Dr. Joshua David Stone because I've read almost, if not, every single one of his books. He did his ascension in August of 2005. He was an American author, teacher, and spokesperson for the ascension movement. He founded an academy for spiritual studies to teach students from all the way around the world to integrate all walks of faith into a deeper understanding of what ascension is. After his death, he passed on his legacy to Gloria Excelsius to continue his work, so we indeed are incredibly excited to be talking to her on this program. All of our programs are dedicated to giving you these rare opportunities, and it is a wonderful rare opportunity, of course, to spend time with extraordinary people who are living all over the world, helping people envision a new humanity. In this hour, 
we will be exploring why this time is so incredibly important in the decision to fear. We all know that humanity creates the human condition of what had been going on for a very long time. It's now time to change. So we are now in the decision to respect and bring love. And Gloria and I believe that any human being can walk free of the human condition. One person holding unconditional respect as a new standard on this earth can and will midlife midwife the birth of a new humanity. So here we are talking to Gloria all the way from Austria. Hello, Gloria. How are you? Hello. I'm doing great. <laughs> and a big hello to everyone who is listening today. <laughs> oh, it's just so wonderful. As I was telling um, Jody and Tom and really all of uh, the people who work on this program, I never thought we would be able to grow as fast as we have and now talking to people from all the way around the world and all the way from Austria. So I thank you for joining us. What time is it in Austria right now? It's 4 p.m. <laughs> 4 p.m. Well, at least we didn't have you get up in the middle of the in the middle of the night to be with us. <laughs> so can you tell our listeners a little bit about Dr. Joshua David Stone um and also the IM University, just to let them know? Yeah, of course. Um, as you said in the introduction, um, Dr. Joshua David Stone is the founder of the IM University, and he had a PhD in transpersonal psychology, and he was a licensed marriage, family, and child counselor in California. And as we know, transpersonal psychology honors and integrates the spiritual transcendent aspects of life. And so his studies and research um, finally led him to, to study, to, to grasp, um, and also to introduce in inspired ideas such as uh, striving to become an integrated ascended or integrated enlightened master to unfold the fullness of our divine potential or mastering and integrating the spiritual and psychological and physical earthly aspects of self in an integrated and balanced way and transcending the negative ego mind as a as a requirement to realize our divine self. And he communicated his ideas through the many books and courses which he wrote in the course of his, uh, of his lifetime and which today obviously still serve as the IM University's uh, foundation. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about how you would define ascension? What definition would you use? Because I think many of our listeners um, have a hard time understanding that, and everybody kind of has a little bit of a different twist on what ascension is. Yeah, beautiful question. You know, think of the spiritual path as a ladder back to source. And ascension is the process of climbing this ladder in consciousness. So ascension is the gradual ascending or passing into higher levels of awareness of the human soul. The so-called soul, soul is consciousness capable of awareness, right? So ascension is about penetrating upward or inward, penetrating higher dimensions in consciousness. Ascension is the way out of the lower life into the higher life. So ascension is about raising our consciousness really into the higher dimensions and becoming um, consciously aware of these higher dimensions in our brain consciousness. 
However, you know, let me just say, add one thing. In order to understand what ascension is about and also to put it into proper context, if it's okay with you, um, I would also just like to quickly mention the terms integration and mastery uh, because ascension does not work without integration and mastery. And that is actually the reason why Dr. Stone co uh, coined the term integrated ascended master. Uh, as a matter of fact, the initials IM in IM University stand for integrated ascended master. So integration and mastery are essential to the ascension process. Uh, so would it be maybe okay just to mention these terms as well? To, to better communicate what ascension is about? Um, yes. I, for me, integrate that. I think that's why I love Dr. Joshua Stone's information because he constantly talked in there about or wrote in his books about the integration of mm -hmm. self-mastery. And to me, that that is what always felt like ascension to me is holding this higher level of consciousness. And many people have talked to me about that they felt that ascension was, you know, that they were going to ascend to a different place or a different planet. And um, so what is your take on that? Do you think that some people do, in their ascension, do they, do they ascend to a different planetary system? Or is truly ascension a hot, you know, like the integration of self-mastery? Well, uh, this is a huge question. Yes, <laughs> but, uh, it is. I explain it in one sentence. But ascension is it means to raise our consciousness into higher dimensions. And yes. um, matter is the vehicle for the manifestation of soul. This is the reason, you know, the, the body aspect is the matter aspect. We are souls. We have a physical body. We have an emotional body. We have a mental body. And we need these bodies to, in order to express our consciousness, right? And ascension, yeah. ascension really is descension in our current evolutionary phase. We have to integrate. We have to ground the soul, you know, into our thinking nature, into our emotional nature, into our physical nature. And as we do that, we raise the vibration of our of our meta aspect as well, and then the consciousness will ascend into higher dimensions of awareness. So there is not just the physical plane, the emotional plane, the mental plane. There are also buddhic, ethnic, monadic, logoic planes. So there are all kinds of dimensions in this world. As Jesus said, there are many mansions in my father's house or so, right? And these mansions mm -hmm. are the dimensions. So, so you're right. Um, Eventually, we, we, we are multidimensional beings, and we are not limited to the physical, emotional, and mental reality, uh, reality that we live in here. But for our current phase in the 21st century, you know, what we are dealing with right now, our job is about integrating the life of the soul, integrating the principles of love and light and oneness into our thinking, into our relationships, into our emotional nature. So right now, it's about descending Ascension for us right now is about descending the soul into our life here on earth. And when we do that, then we will be ready, so to speak, to, to take our consciousness into a new dimension. But, but, but it's, not just, you know, it's not just about checking out from here. <laughs> it's about grounding right. the consciousness of the soul here first, and then we will be that's the ticket to then enter higher dimensions, so to speak. <laughs> yes. I love it. That's exactly how I see ascension is getting out of this place, but bringing it in here and integrating, integrating, integrating. So, um, mm -hmm. 
as I mentioned, I saw you, so that's why I feel like I know you. I was watching a YouTube um, on, I, th- I don't know if it was the IM University that I was watching, but there was a YouTube, and so I uh, put, put that on, and I was able to see how beautiful you are and how vivacious, and I loved it because you were very passionate. You gave a teaching on that YouTube about the mineral kingdom and the plant kingdom and the animal kingdom and the human kingdom and and how we're moving to that next kingdom. So could you speak to our audience today about how about these kingdoms and how they're serving each other? Of course. Um, again, what a beautiful question. <laughs> yeah, because this is something that many people don't realize. We live in a world that is alive and awakening and we don't realize what's going on. You know, if you think about it, we are living in a so-called new age, right? We speak about the new age movement. So there's got to be something new. And what's new about this age is that we are birthing a new, higher species of men. We are birthing the soul-conscious man, the soul-conscious woman who is group-conscious and, and, and awake. And this is also why I like to say uh, that the 21st century shall go down in history as the age of the soul. So the masses are awakening to the reality of the soul. And now to help us put all this into perspective, and also to answer your question now about the various kingdoms, if you, if you look around in this world, you will notice, or if we look around in this world, we will notice that we, meaning we, the human family, we're not the only kingdom evolving on earth, isn't it? There are several kingdoms evolving on earth, as you just mentioned, and the difference between the various kingdoms evolving on earth lies in the level of awareness. So we've got the the first kingdom, which is the mineral kingdom. The second kingdom is the plant kingdom or the vegetable kingdom. The third kingdom is the animal kingdom, and the fourth kingdom is the human kingdom. And they're all growing and awakening you know, all around us without us being consciously aware of it. And if you want me just to quickly go through these kingdoms. I would, first, yes. Okay, yeah, good. So the first kingdom is the mineral kingdom. And if you look at minerals, stones, etc., they have a rudimentary sense of physical awareness which means that their awareness is limited to the physical dimension. A stone can't think and does not have emotions, right? Now, the second kingdom is the plant kingdom or vegetable kingdom. And this kingdom is more evolved than the mineral kingdom. Plants and vegetables, they have a beginning sense of, um, how do you say, sensitive awareness. So they are able to register the love and admiration of people. And this is also the reason why we speak about the so-called green thumb that some people have. I don't know. I'm sure you know that we have them too in English. I think my mom has such a green thumb. Everything in her, in her garden blooms and flourishes because she just loves gardening and, and admires the beauty and the flowers. And the flowers and vegetables that are able to sense the love and admiration we radiate, right? So plants and vegetables, they have a sensitive awareness, which is a precursor for emotional development. Now, the third kingdom is the animal kingdom. And the animal kingdom is, again, more evolved than the vegetable kingdom. They have emotional awareness. Animals have emotions, right? And they respond to our emotions. We all know that. Plus, animals have instinct, which is a precursor for mental development. And then the fourth kingdom is the human kingdom. And the human kingdom is, again, more evolved than all the other kingdoms on earth. 
if, as, as we know, what differentiates man from the animal is that man is able to think. Man has mental awareness. Man has a mind, right? Animals can't think, but man can think. And as most people don't know, the word man, as in mankind, comes from the Sanskrit manas. And manas means to think. So man has the ability to think, right? So as we can see, the difference between the various kingdoms evolving on earth lies in the level of awareness. Mineral, the mineral kingdom has a rudimentary sense of physical awareness. The vegetable kingdom has sensitive awareness. The animal kingdom has emotional uh, awareness plus instinct, which is a precursor to mental development. And the human kingdom has mental awareness and is now awakening to the reality of the soul. So there are currently four kingdoms evolving on Earth, and it's the destiny of humanity now uh, to expand its awareness, to include the reality of the soul. It's our destiny now to become soul conscious and give birth to a whole new kingdom, the fifth kingdom, the soul conscious kingdom on earth. So we are, so there are currently four kingdoms evolving on earth. And right now, we all together, the human family, we are birthing a whole new kingdom, the so-called fifth kingdom, which is a soul conscious kingdom. So we are birthing, the, did you say the fifth kingdom or the sixth kingdom? No, the fifth. <laughs> the fifth. Okay, yes, yeah, the fifth. So, well, so where do you think we are as a planet when it comes to awakening as a collective group, moving into the fifth kingdom? Where do you where do you think we are? Uh, well, I think I think this is a process, and we are somewhere in the middle of it. Externalizing, okay. you know, externalizing the fifth kingdom on Earth is a process that realistically will take some centuries to complete. However, we have now reached a point in our evolution where, for the first time in history, we are beginning to become consciously aware, I mean, here and now in our brain consciousness, of the fact that we have an evolutionary goal, namely to advance into soul conscious pieces, and that are currently, and I mean, even 100 or 50 or 20 years ago, we did not know about this on any large scale. Now we are starting to become aware of it on a larger scale because we are ready. However, nevertheless, realistically, this will take some centuries, which may sound like a long time yet, but really it is not from a greater perspective. But I think it will take some centuries or even longer if you consider the consciousness of humanity at large. So we are awakening, yes. We have reached a point in our evolution where we can do an interview like this one here, right, and openly speak about this subject. And I think it will intuitively feel right to many people, but billions of people on earth have no food, right? No education. They don't have, they don't know what life is about. You know, they, 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 so there's still a long way to go for all of humanity as a whole. But um, we are certainly in the middle of it, and we've come a long way already from a greater perspective. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So do you believe that the um, the awakening process growing in Austria or... Other places in Europe, do you think, you know, I always wonder if there are hot spots around the world where there is a larger percentage of people who are waking up. You know, how mm-hmm. is the spiritual process working in Austria right now and in Europe? Well, I think when it comes to the whole ascension process, you know, the United States played a major role in getting the process started, and uh, it will certainly continue to play a big role. However, I think today the awakening process is happening all around the world in equal measure, really, at least as far as 
the United States, Europe, parts of Asia, and Australia are concerned. So um, I think the hot, hot spot, it started in the United States to a great degree, but today I think it's all over the world. You see, mm. we are all connected with one another, right? And if mm-hmm. each of us develops our own consciousness, and strives for our own enlightenment, we literally radiate our thoughts of love and light and joy out into, how do you say, into the etheric network of humanity. So as we work on ourselves, as we strive to become soul aware, as we strive to master our mind, our emotions, our language, our actions, our relationships, our life, we naturally influence the people around us with our aura, right, with our radiation. So we each literally radiate our own awakening or lack thereof into the etheric network of humanity, whether we realize it or not. So the global awakening process is a group process that encompasses all of humanity, and no one can evade or escape the process. Why? Because we are just a cell in a greater body of humanity, right? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, so I think the whole planet is becoming a hotspot. <laughs> Ah, I love it. I love it. That's oneness consciousness, my love. You are holding that. So currently, right. what does the I Am University offer people to help them with their ascension? Well, um, we offer offer a wealth of services, a wealth of literature, you know, written by Dr. Stone, and also a wealth, a wealth of audio, as well as video coaching since a little while. And essentially through... Through our books, our training courses, video courses, our audio meditations, visualizations, affirmations, we have so many audio things, we explain the evolutionary goal of how to become soul aware in the here and now. And we also provide practical action steps to reach our evolutionary goal. And we have, as I said, an audio library that continues to grow on a steady basis. And this audio library um, offers an experiential aspect of our work, so to speak. So, for example, when you meditate along with a guided meditation, for example, you go through an experience that literally changes your consciousness as well as your bodies on a cellular level. If you think every thought we think, every emotion we experience, every word we say, every book we read, every action we take, everything changes us. And in the same way, every meditation we do changes us on a subtle level because in meditation we are working with energies, Right. And as we move the energies, we move our life in a new direction, literally, even if we cannot feel it or get it on a conscious level. So, um, so we offer literature that explains the ideal of how, you know, how to become an integrated ascended master or how to become soul conscious. And we also offer video and audio to, to offer a little bit of an experience, right, to, to, to complement our uh, literature. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we had a conversation before we even went on the air, and I loved how you described when I said, when we were talking about, well, are you a healer? Or And then you talked about, well, you know, hope, teachers are healers, are they not? Can you just explain that to our audience a little bit, how you see that? Yeah. yeah. Um, the word heal, as in healing, to heal, literally means to make complete, to make whole. We teach at the I Am University, you know, as I said, the the initials I Am in I Am University stand for Integrated Ascended Master. So it has to do about ascension, about raising our consciousness, but it also has to do with integration. And to to heal means to make complete, to become whole. And in this sense, 
as you learn, we, we teach healing, right? <laughs> healing is to become whole, and we teach how to become whole. Healing is wholeness. That's the only problem we have really in this world. We are separated, not in reality, but in our thinking. We have separated ourselves from source. We have separated ourselves from one another. And this separation is the cause, you know, for, for all the problems in our world. And the solution to all the problems is really to undo our separation and to heal our separation and to become whole within ourselves, to become whole with our higher self, with our mighty I am presence, to become whole and one with our human family. And, um, and this is what healing means. Healing means wholeness, to undo the separation really. Because mm-hmm. there is no separation, right? Uh, we, just, we think we are separated from our own divine source. We think we are separated from God or the universe. We think we are separated from one another, but we are not. And, and healing needs to undo the separation. And that's what we teach. <laughs> and if that's and yes. teaching, is healing. Yes, yes. I think that's so beautiful because believe that in this wholeness, that's what the Hope Interfaith Center is all about. We, on our back of our wall, we have, we are all one. And so, and we call it interfaith because we really truly believe that we are all one. And when I was preparing for, um, to get on the radio, um, I was telling Jody, my assistant, look at me. I'm walking around. I'm I'm just so at ease. I just feel so connected to Gloria, and I just I don't have any type of nervousness going on. And so, when we got on the air, and when we were talking beforehand, you said, "Well, of course we know each other. We are all one." <laughs> we are right, and this is what yeah. I mean. It's, it's awakening yeah. process is going on all around the world. I think slowly but surely we are starting to realize that we're one family. We all know each other, right? Even if it's yes. the first time we get yes. here. Yes. We all work on the same thing, yeah? Yes, yes, yes. So I do feel this kind of familiarity with you. I feel this um, pa- the same kind of passion that you have, and I just feel like, wow, we're sisters, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. I, I feel this way, by the way. <laughs> Now, 
Focus your consciousness in the third eye. Think of the third eye or Ashnia center as a vortex of etheric substance focused between the brows. So focus your consciousness in the third eye and from this point of focus, relax your physical body. Calm your emotional nature and alert the mind so it is quiet, attentive, and receptive. With your attention still focused in the third eye, go ahead and visualize a line of brilliant light reaching from the third eye into the cave in the very center of your head. Think of the cave as that part of the crown chakra, which is a reflection of its activity in the physical brain. So visualize a line of brilliant light reaching from the Ajna center, the third eye, into the cave and center your very consciousness there in the cave into a small golden sun. Let's take a moment to do this. Here, with your consciousness centered within the small golden sun, identify yourself as the source fully conscious and aware of itself. So identify with the light in the center of your head, which is a projection of you, the overlighting, the overlighting soul itself anchored in the brain. Let's take a few moments to do this. Identify yourself with the light in the center of your head. And as you do so, inwardly think or say, I am the soul. I am the soul. Let's take a few moments to do this. Now, as you keep inwardly repeating the words, I am the soul, slowly enlarge the golden sun to encompass the entire physical body, the entire physical frame. Say, I am the soul and expand the light to encompass and penetrate the entire physical frame. Your physical body is now a golden sun penetrated by the light of the sword. Now, as you inwardly say, I am the soul, enlarge the golden sun further to encompass and penetrate your emotional field. 
your emotional field is now a golden sun penetrated by the light of the soul. Now, as you inwardly say, I am the soul, enlarge the golden sun further one more time to encompass and penetrate your mental sphere. I am the soul. Enlarge the golden sun further to encompass and penetrate your entire mental sphere. Your mental sphere is now a golden sun penetrated by the light of the soul. Your physical, emotional, and mental bodies are now radiating the light of the soul. As you go about your day and your days to come, try to practice the following exercises of as you can. Here's what you do. Each time you say the word I, identify with the light in your head, and communicate from this level of identification. In other words, think as the soul. Feel as the soul. Talk as the soul. Act as the soul. This will help you to identify with the soul and gradually become more and more soul aware in your daily life. When you are ready, you may open your eyes. Wow. That is very, very wonderful. <laughs> and a good exercise to do uh, when, whenever a person says, I to identify that I when they say I with that light that's, yes, that's a great, great, great um, example of how people can put this or integrate this in their their daily life. So, thank you. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Many people think, you know, the spiritual path is a lot of work and that it's true, but the idea is to integrate spiritual disciplines into our daily lives. And this is something we all can do. We all have 20,000 opportunities each day to, to practice this exercise, right? Because we all speak all day, I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to go there. Now I'm going yeah. to prepare some food. And every time I think the word I or I say the word I to somebody else, every time I say the word I or think it, this is the time to identify with the soul, right? And if I keep right. doing that for a month, for two months, it will become a habit, right? And this will help us slowly but steadily, without any great effort, you know, to help us identify with the soul and become soul aware eventually. So this is our current evolutionary goal, to become soul aware in the here and now. This is what it means to enter the fifth kingdom on earth. It means to become soul aware, and this is a great exercise it helps us along the way, so to speak. Hmm. Yeah, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, beautiful exercise. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. 
Um, I do believe, Gloria, that our world is indeed changing and, and because we have more women on this planet now than we have ha- ever have. Uh, for me, what I'm hearing from my I am experience is that women have an essential role in this transformation of our planet. One of uh, When I have taught from Dr. Joshua Stone's um, information and his books, I know I had a couple of women in a couple of my classes have some type of resistance to the material. And one of the biggest um, critiques, I would say, is that when they read uh, Dr. Stone's books, they said that there wasn't enough attention given to women masters. So what would you say about that? How how important do you think our roles as women here upon the... First, first is, can you explain to our audience why um, the material that came through um, Dr. Um, Stone, why it was and is primarily men, masters. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it is true that when in the, in the so-called New Age movement, we talk about masters, most of the time, the spiritual teachers down the ages, and yes, that also includes Dr. Stone, spoke about male masters. Now, obviously, you know, there are equally as many male masters as there are female masters. However, the reason why down in history, really the great figures that shaped the history of humanity and which we refer to as masters, you know, also in our literature and in general, the reason why they were mostly male is because of the point of evolution in history. If you think about it, the women's rights movement, or the women's rights movement, just got really started, I think, in the late 18th century somewhere. And there are still many places around the world where the woman is not cherished and appreciated or even wanted. So this was, in part, an outer reflection of man's inner denial of his, of his, of his female aspect, right? However, uh, today this is certainly changing, and Dr. Stone actually did write some wonderful articles on the importance of honoring the Divine Mother and Mother Earth, and we also have meditations for the Divine Mother and Mother Earth. And the reason for this is because we have reached a point now in our evolution where we begin to realize as a society that the feminine and masculine energies need to be balanced and integrated and also equally honored, right? And this realization is also shown or showing now in the world at large on the outside, so to speak. So we see women running for large companies, uh, women running countries. In Europe, we have a so-called female quota, you know, where the law demands equal opportunity for men and women, etc. So, so the reason why the masters are mostly male is because the consciousness was so focused um, on the masculine energy that a female energy would not have been... Uh, accepted or recognized. And so, yes, from a spiritual perspective, as you say, women are certainly on the rise. And yes, we do play a very important role because we do carry the goddess energy. And the, the beautiful thing now, given, you know, the the development that we've gone through as a society in, you know, fighting for women's rights, etc. So we are now free to express our goddess energy in all fields of service, in politics, in arts, in, society, in, in science, in religion, in philosophy, etc. And in this way, we infiltrate every aspect of society with these hard energies 
and transforming the planet in a very real and tangible way. So this is changing now, and it's happening now, and we're doing it together because the consciousness is there now to fully integrate and honor the goddess energy as well. That's exactly when I was talking to a um, a Franciscan nun that I know that I had talked to her once, but her perspective, her idea is, as I said, you know, why do you think God chose, the spiritual hierarchy chose Jesus, a man, versus a woman? And she said the exact thing. She said, Janice, she says, Hope, can you see that if, if it would, it would have been a woman during the time of Jesus Christ's uh, yep. era, that she would have been killed immediately? She would have been, so it right. had, yes. So it had to come through the male energetic fields first, and now we are entering into that time where women are being honored, respected, and um, yeah. and brought forth. Yeah. And, yeah. and we do yeah, play a very important role. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's the same thing. If you since you just mentioned Jesus, if you think about it. Jesus mostly spoke in parables, right? Or a lot of times he spoke about in parables. But why? Because as a human family, we were so, and we still are so emotionally polarized um, that we would not have been able to understand it in a different way. So, so everything that we see in history, it just the way the teaching is communicated or has been communicated down the ages was, was always in a way so we would understand it with our current level of awareness and consciousness. So what I mean is, even you know, one thing that will also happen now in the 21st century is that we learn to become more mentally polarized. As um, in contra- so we are learning to become more mentally polarized. And as we do that, we will learn to understand that everything that Jesus said or a Buddha said or all the great masters said, who mostly spoke in parables, is actually pure science. But we, didn't able, we weren't able to understand it, you know, in a different way when, the, when it was first communicated because of the development of our consciousness. So, so the teaching is always communicated in a way that works uh, so, so, so that humanity can understand it, basically. <laughs> correct, correct. That, that's exactly what um, I try to tell people. When, what I see in uh, the many women that I have encountered in spirituality um, is that sometimes, sometimes they feel like, well, the women were kind of, um, you know, rejected and I cannot relate to my deep spirituality unless I have the symbols of Kuan Yin or Mother Mary or Mary Magdalene. And I do believe that that's really coming back right now for us all. Certainly, definitely, yeah. And um, it's happening all around the world, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Well, what um, could you give our listeners um, inform- the information about the IM University, where they could get a hold of you or a hold of any information or products that you sell through or provide through the IM University? Well, I guess the easiest way would just be to visit our website, at imuniversity.org or just send us an email at under support at imuniversity.org and then we will be happy to help in any way we can. <laughs> so on our website you will find everything we offer. 
Yes, yes, yes. So right now are, you know, one of the things I want to tell all the women, too, is that I think it's a big, big, wonderful statement that um, Dr. Stone took his information and took his legacy and he said, here, Gloria, I want you to go on and move this energy into the planet. So what was your personal connection to Dr. Stone then that he gave you this beautiful legacy to carry on? Well, how did his work was sent it down to me? You think you need? Well, um, to make a long story short, um, back in the year 2000, after attending a WISEC festival in Manchester in California, which he hosted, um, and basically just asking him for a job there, I then ended up moving to California and started to work for Dr. Stone. And for some reason, Joshua and I, uh, we were like best friends from day one, and I was so interested in what he was doing. I was just so excited about the opportunity to work for him and with him um, that he soon decided to take me under his wing, so to speak. And I think I've been working for him not even a year. So I think after less than a year of working for him and with him, he said um, that whenever the time should come for him to leave, he thinks it would be great if I took over the IM University and continue to evolve it. And so here I am today, <laughs> running and continuing to evolve, to evolve the IM University. So, um, yeah, so this yeah. is uh, I came about it. <laughs> I just asked yeah, him and- for a job. And we talked, and he said, okay. Interesting, interesting, because I know that, um, you know, that I'm the founder and director of the Hope Interface Center, and just what I love about that story is, you know, Dr. Joshua David Stone didn't want the IM University to be about him. He wanted the legacy and the mission of that to continue to go on. And right. th- and that's how you know that he was an integrated master because it wasn't about him. It was about the mission and what the IM University could do out there upon the planet. So all of my nearest, dearest, closest friends that are connected to me, I've always said to them that, you know, when the time comes, uh, as I move transition and go into the ethers, I certainly want the mission of the Hope Interface Center to continue to go on and on and on. So I think that's, again, why I related to Dr. Stone stuff uh, so so intimately. So Because to me, he rang true as a true integrated spiritual being of white light that wore it well, integrated well, was integral with it, and... Um, and his information has brought such great light to my life. And I do not think I would be here at the Hope Interfaith Center doing my work as strong if I did not have, through the grace of God um, and Goddess, the the information that came through um, Dr. Stone's work. So, my I, but you yes. know what? It's just me. You know, when I was a teenager... I read every single spiritual book on the planet, but when I found the books of Dr. Stone, for me it was like finding home. Then somehow yes. I stopped reading 
felt. And, uh, and I know for me, it was like finding home, but it was the same for me. I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for Dr. Stone. And actually, before he left, he also told me another thing. He told me that before I leave, I have to make sure, too, that the work will continue. <laughs> so I have to find someone as well to take over from me. He said, I should make sure that it happens. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, because everything is constantly evolving, right? So, and this yeah. is why we continue to evolve the IM University. We don't just, we offer the liberty of Dr. Stone, which is, and also his ascension meditations, they still um, serve as the, the foundation of the IM University for our service work, but we keep continually evolving it. And because everything is constantly evolving, right? We cannot stand still because we are all in, we are all becoming, we are not finished yet, right? We have an evolutionary goal right now to become soul conscious. We cannot stand still. And just like we have to evolve, the, the education has to evolve along with us. And um, that's part of what we try to do at the IM University. <laughs> yes, yes. And I want everybody to hear what Gloria just said. We have to continue to go on. We cannot stop. We just... This is the reason why we incarnated and embodied here upon this planet to bring that this mission through to the planet and how important each and every single one of us is. And I'll always remember when I, again, when I started reading Dr. Joshua Stone, I read his book, then I read the next book. Um, I think before we went on the air, I think I said um, Penny Tower, my best friend, she went to California. Uh, she brought home seven books for me because she... <laughs> There was just something that I just kept, just like you said, it just brought me home. It just brought me home to the revelation of, wow, we are so privileged to be here on the planet at this time to help bring glory and honor and praise to this evolutionary process that's going on. And I am so excited and so passionate like you are. So I, I love your energy. I love your energy. So, yeah, you know, that's one thing I, I love what you just said about passion, because this is so important. Many people believe that the spiritual path is all discipline and focus and mastery and perseverance. And yes, it is. These are the masculine energies, right? But the spiritual path would not be integrated in balance. If it, if it wouldn't also include the more female uh, energies such as passion, enthusiasm, joy, you know, love. Um, so this is the spiritual path, the balance of the spiritual path. We need the masculine and the, and the feminine energy. So the joy, the passion uh, that you also have in your beautiful work is so important. Without it, uh, it would be integra- uh, not integrated, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, are there any last words that you would like to leave our listeners with to today? Any last um, beautiful words you'd like to leave us with? Last words of wisdom. <laughs> well, yes. yes. <laughs> okay, I'll try. I'll think. Well, I think you know, understand that Earth is a school and that we have an evolutionary goal. The purpose of life is not just to have fun and pleasure, you know, as the media try to sell us. The purpose of life is to serve and to grow and to become soul conscious in the here and now and to serve as living souls 
in this world and to live as living souls here in this world. And if we want to become soul conscious, we have to master our mind. We have to master our emotions. We have to master our diet. We have to master our relationships, our language, etc. Get this kind of self-mastery that is needed to advance into a soul-conscious man and woman that is needed to externalize the whole new higher evolved kingdom on earth, the fifth kingdom, this is not something that will be handed to us on a silver platter. So we have to work for it. You see, just like we won't wake up one magic morning, you know, having a six-pack, you know, the physical body, you know, a six-pack, without first deciding to, to become physically fit and then doing a million crunches or something. In the same way, we won't wake up one magic morning having mastery over our mind and mastery over our emotions and mastery over our physical body and earth life without doing the work. So we have to earn our spiritual growth, and we have to earn our graduation from this earthly uh, from this earthly school. Because ascension, you know, as you asked in the beginning, ascension is really graduation from this earthly school, and we have to earn our graduation. And you know, and I think today it's so easy to waste our time and energies, distraction, literally. Literally, literally waits on every corner, right? So I guess my last words of wisdom is don't lose your focus. This incarnation will be over so quickly for all of us. And when the time comes for us to say goodbye, and it will be sooner for all of us than we think, we won't be able to take anything with us but our spiritual growth. That development of our consciousness is the only thing we will be able to take with us at the end of this incarnation. So be sure give your spiritual growth and awakening and service work the attention, the discipline, the focus, the determination, the perseverance, but also, you know, to come back to your question about the, the Divine Mother, but also the love, the joy, the passion, and the enthusiasm it deserves. Because at the end of the day, it is the only thing that matters and the only thing that counts. Yay, I want to give you a standing ovation, Gloria. I'm giving <laughs> I'm giving you a standing ovation. I don't know if you can hear my clap because <laughs> So I I definitely want to thank you for joining me on the Pure Hope show. Again, never in my wildest dreams did I think that we would be spreading so far as to have someone call in from all the way from Austria Austria. So I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us today. I'm I I I love you. <laughs> I love you too, and thank you so much for the opportunity. It was such a great joy for me to be with you on the show, and and thank you for the beautiful beautiful work you are doing. I just love your enthusiasm and your passion, and you're so dedicated to the work you do. And uh, I think you're really such a beautiful soul. So it was such a great joy to not just to do this show here with you or this interview, but also just to meet you. You have such a beautiful heart, and I thank you for your beautiful work as well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a joy. I hope everybody felt this passion and joy that Gloria and I have together, and we just want to spread that to you. And Dr. Joshua David Stone, we thank you for starting this ball rolling and moving us closer and closer to the ascension process. So in closing, I just want to thank all of you once again for joining me on the Pure Hope Show. We are recording this program from our beautiful temple here at the Hope Interfaith Center in Mankato, Minnesota at 114 Pole Road. We are a temple that sits on a hill and continues to shine our light out into the whole world. 
If you are ever in this area, please come and join us, and we will give you a wonderful hug as soon as you walk into our door. We have many groups. We have many classes as well as spiritual service every second Sunday of the month here. Uh, Join us at any time. We are dedicated. We are completely and utterly dedicated to helping provide a place for people to come to explore their own personal journey of spirituality. I once read, and we talked about this on the show today, that every issue on earth can be traced to an original separation from the truth of who we truly are and that we are all connected. So we are here to dedicate, to heal this original separation and help bring our planet and all of its people to create heaven on earth. Our new mission statement here at the Hope Interfaith Center is that we come to you to inspire all in oneness to create a better world by empowering people to recognize and honor the divine in self and in all. So if you have listened to this program, we want you to put it on your Facebook. We want you to share it with others, have people uh, listen in uh, to this wonderful joyous Gloria who is here with us. So, and uh, again, I also want to thank Tom Westland, who is our program director. Also, my Judy Jody Schultz, who continues to be an amazing right hand. She's just giving me the thumbs up right now <laughs> on her right hand. Um, and of course, I want to thank all of my listeners because without you, there would be no point of doing this show. So until we meet again next month, I just want to say namaste, namaste, namaste. Thank you, Gloria. I love you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind. Be gentle. Be loving. Be true. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.